most people come out here is making money, making money. And I said, no, if they don't understand it, then what would it mean for them to make it? Illiteracy is our problem, not opportunities to make money. It's the illiteracy to have it and to do something right with it. This is Found in the Rockies, a podcast about the startup ecosystem in the Rocky Mountain region, featuring the founders, funders, and contributors, and most importantly, the stories of what they're building. I'm Les Craig from Next Frontier Capital, and on today's show, we are honored to feature Zach Smith, who is the founder of the fintech company AlignTech, and also on a professional mission to improve financial literacy for young people. Zach's journey is underscored by his persistent commitment to create value, respect, and lead people from all backgrounds and walks of life. Hey, Zach, how are you doing today? Oh, man, how you doing, Les? How you doing? Um, I'm really appreciating uh, you inviting me and having me. Well, I am so excited to have you on the show today, Zach. We met, uh, it, it seems like it was yesterday, but it was actually months ago uh, at a conference for, for tech founders in Denver. And I'll never forget, I walked into the room and there was just like this energy that you were, you were just, it was just emulating from you and you just drew me in and we had an amazing conversation. Uh, so that's where it all began with you and I, and today we get, we get to tell the world your story. So I'm really excited to have you. Oh man, it, uh, it meant the world then, um, you know, going to that event, um, I, I didn't come, um, expecting uh, but I definitely did come optimistic and uh, something about the connection with you. Um, you know, I saw people trying to kind of get your attention or find your attention, but it seems like we just kind of had a kindred just connection. Um, yeah. Serendipity to us an extent and for us to just talk and um, just have good conversation um, to have the topics, um, you know, generalized to us, but also specific to our families and things of that That's nature. Right. It was just beautiful, dude. So, I agree. Um, it's just a pleasure. It's just a pleasure to speak to you again. Well, I, I couldn't agree more, Zach. And, and you know, for our listeners, that's what we love about the show. That's what they love about the show. So I'm excited to, you know, to, to go back to that conversation and to, by the way, to kick it off, why don't, why don't you just kind of tell us a little bit about your story um, and, you know, take it back as far as you want to go <laughs> and uh, kind of what led you up to today? Oh, man, Liz. Uh, uh loaded question let's get into it <laughs> so um <laughs> so i was uh, actually uh, born in omaha nebraska and um uh, stayed there until about two years old and, and moved with my father and my mother and my sister older sister to um atlanta georgia um and dad was working for ibm at the time so he told ibm uh if you'll see me if you'll take me into management i'll go anywhere so i ended up born in omaha and uh, we migrated back to Atlanta pretty quickly. Um, grew up there for a little bit up until, i say, about fourth grade. And um, I ended up going to Florida with my mother and my younger sister at the time um, uh, because my grandmother had a, a terminal brain, uh, breast cancer kind of deemed on her and a, mm. a certain duration to live. So uh, we went down south. My dad stayed in Atlanta. Um I thought I would always go back to Atlanta and kind of got upset, you know, from middle school to high school to college. I, I thought I'd get back, but I didn't. Uh, made great relationships in Florida, though. Um, really grew myself in culture, um, grew myself in family, um, resilience um, from the likes of youth, fraternity organizations uh, uh, of uh, Men of Tomorrow 
which is a youth organization for Alpha Phi Alpha, the first black um, male fraternity in the, the country, um, uh, founded oh, wow. in 1906. So um, having that likes of mentorship in those regards, you know, seeing college and collegiate understandings from a middle school to high school age has always kept me cultured, regardless of my environment. You know, mm-hmm. so I was uh, raised in Fort Pierce, Florida. It's a little bit smaller than Miami. Um, a little bit worse crime, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but is it, it's in the neighborhood, though, right? Isn't it in that in that part of Florida? Yeah, Miami? yeah, yeah. It's uh, southeast, southeast. Um, between you want to say between Palm Beach and um, uh, Daytona. Gotcha. Yep. Well, my, Miami and Daytona. That's that's a Miami good way and Daytona, it. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, they, we call it the Treasure Coast. You know, that's where the pirates were. So literally, <laughs> um, so um, started to uh, look into college pretty early. My mom was a director over Upper Bound, uh, the bridging program mm-hmm. um, at the state college, and uh, dad continued at IBM. Um, I ended up uh, getting a great, uh, great point average, uh, 3.8, 3.9 in high school, and received a academic scholarship to the University of Florida. Incredible. So um, yeah. I went to University of Florida, was pursuing data science, chemistry, really got on my nerves. <laughs> but um, <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. You had to take chemistry as an elective for data science? That's yeah. A, yeah. Oh, that's that's, uh, I, that's quite know, a row. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So it was. Yeah. You know, and, and bigger than that, you know, I was having my son that year. So I'm a, you know, I'm a very young, very young father at the time. Mm-hmm. My son's now 16, you know, so it's been a very, very long road, very, very uh, dedicated uh, journey, you know. Yeah. So um, ended up going to University of Florida. I came back home, um, kind of figured out life in that sense. And, uh, you know, Florida just seemed dense to me. Yep. I don't use the word racist and things of that nature. Uh, it just seemed very dense to me, Les, and um, the opportunities were that sense. So tried a nonprofit there. It didn't work out. I was trying to base it around housing and HUD with shipping container homes back in about 2008, 2009. Um, but couldn't oh, get- way ahead of that that trend for sure. I mean, now it's all the rage, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, you know, and, and, and nobody could see vision like that. Listen, it happens like that to me a lot, but that's been the fight, you know, so. Yeah. Um, I said, you know, what is this 5%, 10%, 2% that they speak about? And um, I had a friend of mine that was in the serving industry um, take up fine dining serving from a seasonal standpoint and uh, shared the likes of Nantucket. And um, I looked at the research of it and um, I said, wow, you know, this is um, the billionaire island, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely closed off private and exclusive. You know, there's, there's not just a doorway. You have to really, you know, knock the right way. So, yeah. um, you know, and so you, the, you perceive that as a, as an opportunity then. Is that oh, like man. That, right. Yeah. Oh, man. Definitely less. I mean, it's, yeah. it's you know, I, I, um, you got to be a pioneer. Right. If I can't get the answer from around me and in a book, then it must need to be pioneered. Mm-hmm. Right. So went over there to Nantucket, um, just learned um, under the likes of uh, Jack Welch. You know, being able to hear and talk to him and actually speak to him and see him and, you know, the CEO of uh, yeah. Bank of America and work at his home and, and and really cater to his family and his friends. And, you know, to meet John Kerry as a guest, you know, had me laughing less, you know, had me. Well, I'm, 
Yeah, I'm thinking like most of these folks that you're mentioning, it's like even if any of us were lucky enough to encounter or have an interaction with them in our entire lifetime, to me, that's like an amazing event. That's an anomaly. You, you, it was like, it seems like it was a kind of a regular affair. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's, I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was a blessing because it's what I prayed for and it's what nobody would really understand that I wanted or give me, you know, or be able to endorse. So it was, it's been a blessing to, you know, come to the likes of that. You know, I, I didn't know Charles Schwab was a real guy until I met him at the golf club. You get what I'm, <laughs> do you understand what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you thought it was the name of uh, yeah, it was it was like on the banner of the company, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, meet the real person. It's like, wow, come on, dude. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. You know, is is yeah. Ronald McDonald real? You know what I'm saying? Like that's <laughs> yeah. what it was. I'm like, I don't know. You know, yeah, exactly. so I had to have my moment of ignorance, but it was a moment of of of, of beautiful embarrassment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And vulnerability. You know, like we talked about this. So yeah, um, it was beautiful to learn. Um, great great time because I actually came during an international um, event that they were a summit that they were having so they had a lot of the international levels of that likes you know come to Nantucket for a great summit so it was Mm -hmm. a beautiful time approximately Um, what time frame Zach like what give us a sense of the year around this was 2010 2011 this was 2010 2011 going into 12 because I had to make a decision on either going back there going to Mackinac Island or finding out what Vail was because that's how that network was. <laughs> I see. You had a roadmap here of, ex- of expansion of opportunity. And yeah, yeah. We, I mean, yeah, we've all heard of those places. <laughs> come on, Les. It, 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 yeah, it, yeah. it becomes like, you know, you start to learn, you start to understand, and either you apply it or you go to sleep, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what, what a path. So I'm starting to see, I think, or at least for our listeners, I mean, I know the story, obviously, but we're starting to see the evolution because I think, you know, what this is obviously found in the Rockies, right? That's what, right. So it's like, how did Zach end up in the Rockies? But I think you just alluded to it, right? Am I right? Yeah. 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 I mean, that's exactly yeah. what happened. You know, it was, yep. it was going back, it was going back and seeing, I, I was doing a lot of research. I, I'm a researcher by heart, by, by nature. I've, you know, learned coding in the third grade, unless it's just research for me. That's all. Mm-hmm. So I, I saw the, I learned about um, whale money and the whaling and blubber times. And then that transitioned into um, oil money and that, I mean, oil rush and that, I mean, the oil boom. And then that turned into the gold rush. And then the only thing that was coming up similar to those type of impacts was the green rush. And that was just by way of research at that time. Mm -hmm. So it was uh, pre like right before 2012, right before recreational hit. And I, mm-hmm. I saw from an economic standpoint that there was going to be a lot of change, a lot of dynamic change and a lot of uh, influx here. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, seeing Vail and, you know, comparing it to Mackinac Island, it was just, you know, I can go to Vail and, and, and definitely see what's going on in Denver at the same time. So it was, let's go to Denver. And no family here, no friends here. It was just head to the mountains. You know, and I'm from the beach side. Yeah, I was going to say, so somebody that spent, you know, kind of an amazing early part of your life kind of on the, uh, you know, on the East Coast from from South to, to North. Um, what was it like? What was it like, like the first time, like seeing the mountains and, and, and getting out to, to Denver? Uh, it's been humbling. Less. I mean, the way I put it is like when you see the beach, it's endless. But when you see the mountains, they're humbling. 
you know yeah, it just like um it, it really it's humbling dude is it it's breathtaking literally going up those mountains like it's hard for me to get up and drive them myself but <laughs> when i finally got to veil you know yeah i love i love the way you just said that it's so to me there's something like so symbolic about those two things the endless beach and the humbling mountains when oh, it comes yes. to when it comes to entrepreneurship right yes because it's like the opportunity is endless uh, as an entrepreneur, right? It's like, right. you're never, right. you're always, there's always a goal. There's always a growth, you know, to reach for, but at the same time, like the journey of entrepreneurship, it is constantly humbling, yes. Right? Yes. never ending humble, uh, humble pie. Yeah. <laughs> you said it less. <laughs> so, so you got to Denver, was this, uh, so around 2012, is that right? Is that when you, you got to right, Colorado? Right, right. Okay. came around 2012 and uh, got into school at Lincoln. I drove by it and I wasn't just going to be out here consulting. So I went mm -hmm. to school, finished um, my AA there and transitioned mm -hmm. it to Colorado State University for project management. Nice. Um, and uh, during that time while taking that degree, um, I was offered the opportunity uh, to work um, with an independent contract and opportunity under Uber and um, built a very, very kindred relationship there with the top, the, the first 50 of Uber, first 20 of Uber. And, um, you know, they pretty much suggested me to create my own business and to seize bigger opportunities. And, um, you know, I took that as a grain of salt. They told me to kind of take it as an Elps and can. And, um, uh -huh. I, you know, took that to the max. And I looked at my, classmates and I hired my classmates to then be my partners, um, hired some of my teachers to then be my advisors and uh, pursued the Uber contract and seized it uh, as a mobile business. So we onboarded half a million drivers here in Colorado um, through my transportation and logistics company, uh, Best Mobile Auto and Diesel. That's incredible. By the way, I mean, you, you completely, as I would expect, you know, total humility in, in that story. We're going to go back to that in a second because it's pretty incredible uh, when you, when, you know, as, as when you and I met, when I peeled back this, that story, I mean, it's pretty incredible that opportunity and what you did and what your company did. But um, first, you know, I, you mentioned Lincoln tech and I, I, I mean, I think this is a great opportunity to call it out. Cause it seems like, you know, that there's a, this is a Denver campus, right? Um, you right. did a, you did some pretty cool stuff there with this, um, this internship program, right. That you, did you, you established there? Yes, right? most definitely. Yeah. Most definitely. Can you, can you talk a little bit about that just to give some visibility on what, I mean, is a really cool program. Yeah, Les, it's been um, very, very um, kindred relationships there. I'm one of the, I'm the national award winner uh, for, mm -hmm. or the national award graduate there. So um, we do constant collaborations. I'm on the Denver uh, Lincoln uh, alumni. Um, and I also have known uh, personally, the, personally, the last two CEOs of Lincoln Tech by mm -hmm. way of uh, New Jersey. So they've come to meet me in person. Um, we've, you know, been able to consult with them uh, from an alumni standpoint about what uh, potentially should be, what could be. Um, the likes of the COVID uh, was when we were definitely involved with each other, really attacking those uh, fires that most people couldn't you know, really understand or put out, you know, that's what I really have a specialty in and niche. That's really why Uber picked me up is, is the specialty and niche to really get things launched going 
Um, it doesn't matter the scale, doesn't matter the person, that type of issue. So um, I've given um, a lot of, uh, include my award physically to Lincoln, trusting that um, regardless of the reputation that's been shaded in some senses with trade schools and with that school in particular, that we can turn it around. Um, mm -hmm. They haven't seen the likes of government contracting the way that I would like to bring. They still believe it's an enigma. Um, but by way of my certifications less and by way of connections like you and I, um, I think we can finally make these these possibilities real. Right. And and to me, it's it's such an opportunity, right? When you think about some of the workforce shortages, you think about, you know, some of the challenges with like people earning like a decent living wage. Um, I mean, this is a program that addresses so many of those challenges uh, in, in a very specific way, right? This is preparing, um, you know, it's 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 automotive and, and diesel diesel uh, sort of careers right for for students that are that are trying to launch into that uh those, those sorts of professions well um, well the beautiful thing about it Liz, is that's just for lincoln i mean mm -hmm, we're a mobile-based mm -hmm. service of, across the board you know so that could be mobile right. welding you know otherwise you know um all the way to the likes of construction and things of that nature so um it, we're bringing that out you know we're we're allowing lincoln to leverage us as students and to have that story you know that that really brings that retention back for them um, right. to actually be a proof of concept um, that it can happen. It doesn't have to necessarily happen at a job site. You may have to create your job site, you mm -hmm. know, and that's a great leverage for Lincoln to, you know, have from a standpoint of the job industry that they can't really predict at this point, you know. Right. And that's, and specifically that's best mobile's angle on this, right? It's to sort of kind of help virtualize some of those connections across all sorts of industries. Is that, is that right? Right, right, right. I mean, with us being federal contractors with our certifications, MBE, Minority Business Enterprise, Disadvantaged Business Enterprise, and I've also, um, you know, seized the ACDBE, which allows us to be at every federal airport. We have to be versatile and, um, you know, very particular and selective, you know, specialized in who we allow to be subcontractors of us and uh, who to represent, you know, how we subcontract. For sure. Yeah. Good. Well, why don't I, I want to, I said I wanted to revisit it. Um, and so let's do that. Let's go back to the, <laughs> let's go back to the founding, founding of Best Mobile. Um, okay. What, what, what time frame was it around 20, 2013, 2014? Uh, this was around 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah. So you started this company and what was, what was sort of the inspiration at the time for you? Like what was, uh, what were you thinking? What was the idea? What was the kind of vision of Best Mobile? Um, the intro to school was, um, you know, they were asking who wanted to work and who wanted to work for themselves. And, you know, 80% uh -huh. of the class chose to work for someone and I didn't want to, you know, I, <laughs> I saw the opportunity for mobile. I saw, I saw the opportunity to link and to team up with, you know, the top level of students, you know, that mm -hmm. college environment and find those that were entrepreneurial. And, um, you know, ironically, Liz, this was one of those opportunities where I could go out in the field and actually start to pace for school with this service. So it mm. proved itself, mm -hmm. you know, so um, it just proved itself, Liz. It was great community to learn um, my coworkers in this new environment. Um, it was a great way to, you know, speak to my teachers and advisors in a totally different way of initiative and drive. 
you know, and I can still have it while I'm still looking for a job. You know, I've, I've never been opposed to the two. I don't believe a entrepreneur is just a business owner. I believe you're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur by way of your fingerprint, you know, so mm-hmm. right. um, that's how it's worked out, Liz. That makes sense. And, and you know, in terms of the Uber development, I mean, initially it was, uh, you know, Best Mobile was focused, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was really, you know, there was this opportunity potentially in, um, you know, uh, inspecting vehicles, repairing them, Correct. keeping keeping fleet vehicles or, or just vehicles in general up and running. Correct. And you you got approached by Uber because like they had a big problem. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, what I was doing is working as an independent contractor and um, it was some uh, disappointments and <laughs> it was some disappointments and mismanagement done by the company that I was working for. Um, Uber was re- very, very disappointed and, um, you know, they just seen some things. I can't speak too much about it less. Um, but they were very disappointed in the treatment that we were receiving at the time. Uh, we weren't really being supported and I've, I never met the managers of the company. I never met mm-hmm. anybody that was overseeing me or things of that nature. So Uber was planning on ending that, that opportunity and they were definitely without any resources at that time. And uh, anyone that could really understand that type of niche that they were in, they were in a very multicultural environment, different sexes, different ages, um, handicapped otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, me having the backgrounds that I do, the vastness from, you know, speaking, a, you know, ASL all the way to learning Arabic, you know, whatever I needed to do to make sure that they were um you know, really catering to that client the right way, that was, uh, they were making it impractical to find, you know, so I see. it was a beautiful relationship. Um, more, more started off as a friendship than anything, um, you know, to be a part of them prior to public and to really be a part of the team that really is the ground stages, the ones that were, you know, on that Showtime show that you were, you know, seeing on Uber and, uh, you know, those type of excitements and seeing those has is, is been fun. It's yeah. Been fun. Well, and I think, you know, even even to the normal user uh, Uber experience, um, it's like we don't think about the fact that if this vehicle is this person's livelihood as an Uber driver, this is what they do. And that vehicle breaks down or that vehicle isn't routinely checked. Like this can not only have a you know traumatic effect on that individual's livelihood, but across, you multiply that times all of the vehicles, you know, all the drivers across the company, or specifically for you in your servicing and region, it's a pretty important uh, piece of their ability to deliver the service that we all depend and rely on, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, let's, I'm going to say this is beautiful that we, we don't have this live and we're able to actually edit it um, <laughs> because, um, you know, you would be surprised like the, 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 the treatment that I've seen of business, um, I've learned from the likes of, of, of the, the top opportunities in history in, in, mm-hmm. in the world, you know, and to see the mismanagement of opportunities that I would only wish for. Um, I've been grateful to the opportunities I've received. How I've received them hasn't always necessarily been something to be grateful for. You know, mm-hmm. once you see the back end of management, um, and find out that people's integrity really doesn't sit in the in the lines of supporting people. It's really supporting pockets, even with plenty bandwidth. Um, it saddens me. 
you know, so I was glad to actually relinquish myself from that opportunity. They, I relinquished, first of all, this, when they gave me the contract, I redlined it. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a, you know, I'm not one of these guys, you know, I'm not thirsty. I know how strong I am and I know what faith system I work with and I don't lose, you know, so when Uber gave me that contract, I redlined and it said, you can go deal with it or figure it out. And what mm-hmm. they did is come back and say, okay, Zach, you are saying some, yeah, you're right. Okay. Well, let's go <laughs> to the table and let's do this. You know, yeah. and I'm the only name on that contract, regardless yeah. of my partners, because I was the lead, everything on this contract list, you yep. know? So, yep. um, for it to, for it to manifest and, and for me to see Travis make that type of mistake for it to affect his direct service partners immediately, you know, um, in ways that he couldn't control, neither did he try to, neither did he give any type of condolences for. Mm-hmm. Um, that took immediately changed to new management um, to where, you know, the suggestions that I'm making are because I am the gatekeeper of transportation in Denver for drivers and right. all of them are under my insurance. So um, mm-hmm. when I say that there's a suggestion for a certain, you know, measurement of brake pads and I'm being negotiated by by you know geeks then it's, it's <laughs> you get what i'm saying yeah like yeah what business i mean that's yeah that's what business do they have to negotiate you dude, know? Dude, i don't get in your way of trying to do code so yeah. i wouldn't want you to get in my way of trying to fix brakes that's going in yeah. the snow to drive yeah. for you so true you know? it's so- when I take my bike to the bike shop i let the professionals like tune it and i don't expect <laughs> the, the folks at the bike shop to tell me uh, how to do venture deals, you know, it's like, it's just, we eat, we have our own, uh, we have our own expertise and, uh, that's, yeah, we have to, Thank we have you, to man. be humble enough to recognize that. I totally get where you're coming what, from that. You know, I stay my lane with that, you know, think that's why I was having a great talk with you. Cause it's like, I do have the passion. I do have the drive. Um, we do have the drive because it's, it's teamwork behind all of this, mm-hmm. you know, but, it, it hurts when you when you do meet opportunity and it's really not of integrity. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's when you got to make a real choice. Less. I mean, all money isn't good money and all moves aren't good moves. And I had to learn that the hard way. Mm-hmm. Totally. Well, I appreciate you. You know, you obviously sharing that story, Zach. That, that means a lot. And I think it's, it's, it's just, you know, it just helps us get a real perspective on on sometimes the way that. The tech tech works, you know. It's just it's it's not wrong or right. It's just real. <laughs> yeah, so, less, yeah, less. yeah. And I mean, these these growth pains are are things that people most you know normally don't relate with. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that you know it's kind of like you get on you know you you make apple pies, you get on Oprah, you have to you get a, a factory. You know, that's mm-hmm. how it happened. <laughs> yeah. with people. You yeah, no more, no more grandma making them in the kitchen anymore at that scale. Yeah, like, no, it dude, it, dude, it went from like two of my friends to 30 employees literally in two weeks. You know, so, you know, you yeah. have to be ready for what you ask for, you know, because, you know, when it does come and you are in a different tax bracket, are you an S-Corp this year? You know, did mm-hmm. you think about that? You know, did mm-hmm. you even think about that? No, you didn't, you know, because you weren't taught that, you weren't guided to it. And that's, that's where I'm hoping to get back to the grounds less. I mean, I'm working on software and things that, that this nature to where I'm trying to figure out what my retire my pre-retirement life will look like, you know, because I, yeah. I want to stay active. I, I plan to dye my boots, not my sandals. <laughs> I like that. Well, well, let's go there. I mean, let's talk. So Align Tech was sort of the next, uh, the next kind of big, big idea or big, big effort of yours founding 
And that was like around what, 2017, 2018, you founded Align Tech? Yeah, yeah, less. Um, to, to 2017. Okay. What was uh, what was sort of the inspiration story there? Or what was what was your your idea? Um. So I've always kept, I, you know, I built the app for Best Mobile while I was at Uber, just in case, just mm-hmm. in case. Mm-hmm. And I kept those developers and actually created relationships. I've been doing importing and exporting. I didn't tell you since like 15, 16, I was a power seller back then, you know, selling cars <laughs> before they put it on the dealerships. And, um, you know, I've always kept those developer relationships and they've grown up. Mm-hmm. So, um, during that time, I was actually looking into creating a cryptocurrency exchange. And I was looking online for like freelancers that I could see if they had the capabilities, but it just was coming across vague. It really, you know, it wasn't, it didn't feel right. Mm -hmm. So that was around like 2014. And then about three years later, um, me and um, a partner that was, uh, one of one of my global partners, one of my closest, um, reached out and just said, you know, Zach, some of those ideas, you know, I really think about them, you know, at night. I really think about them when I'm at work. And, um, you know, maybe we should pursue that one day. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, dude. Okay. So I said, you know, just in case, let me just go ahead and start this business, put the LLC there. I'm not going to do any services out of it. If I, if I need to run it as a freelance and put my freelance services through, consultancy services it'll be a placeholder right Les? Mm-hmm. and then um so the pandemic happened dude and that, let's mm-hmm. get that far right so <laughs> you know like because over those three years i'm still working best mobile you know yep. but i'm you know i'm doing side services for technology if somebody needed you know services that weren't in my way then i could subcontract them to my friends so you know it was yeah, just pretty much yeah. project management you know, yep, helping yep. companies and things of that nature in the area with, you know, some software tweaks or if they needed development, things of that nature. So I would mm-hmm. pass, pass and do my project management, but I wanted to do something for myself less. So mm-hmm. um, I reconnected in 2020 and it seemed like all of the companies, when that happened, they fired their blockchain developers and then instantly blockchain went through the roof and their demand yep. went through the roof and then they wanted them back. Right. <laughs> and then most of these people were like convenient path for them. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Les, you know it. You can hear it. Les. It's oh, like, yeah. Dude, they were like, no, I'm not coming back. I'm starting right. my own. All of us have come together. We're starting our own, mm-hmm. you know? So they reached out to me and was like, Hey Zach, we've started our own. Um, that idea that you had about, um, you know, trading um, bots and cryptocurrency exchanges, we now want to get back into it. We just finished building. I can't say it over, you know, less me and you'll talk about it. But one yeah, of the yeah, cryptocurrency yeah. exchanges here that's been passed to the SEC, they built it from ground. You know, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it was just the best development you could get in the world. And nobody has it. It's, it's one of the yeah. niche markets right now. So, um you know, I was Incredible. like, definitely, you know, I so I, it, you know, I had a line sitting there. We made a global partnership and uh, started working on our execution robot two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, at first they were really big on <laughs> a crypto arbitrage based uh, robot. And, um, you know, I'm a crypto trader myself. I mean, I, oh, I know. 
and I started early, less, you know, I started, you know, I started cloud mining, got, you know, lost a lot. Um, went ahead and got into physical mining, found miners mm-hmm. here, ironically, and, you know, so on and so forth. And this was, you know, this has just been evolving since 2014, 2015. Sure. So just to get it back in perspective, um, you know, we got to the crypto arbitrage part and I'm like, no, that's not what we're doing. You know, I trade crypto myself and it's too volatile. I need something mm-hmm. that has more of a basis because my goals are really big with this. I need to get it to deep learning, machine learning, cognitive thinking. I know where I'm going with this. Okay. my mm-hmm. I've seen this all my life. My dad's been on IBM and a computer in front of me. Just leave me alone. So, mm-hmm. you know, the developers had to kind of humble themselves because it's like they've never met a guy like me, you know, or attitude <laughs> or like me, you know, especially, yeah. in, you know, so. Like, who is this guy? On one hand, he's so driven and he's so like visionary. But on the other hand, he has such great self-control. What, yo, what gives what? here? <laughs> dude, dude. Yeah. And, then when I, and dude, when I get on and start giving scripts and start looking at code and they're like, yeah. you do code too? And I'm he's like, dude. He's a code slinger too, man. Dude, dude, what dude, an anomaly. I do enough to get us through, dude. Yep. Let's, let's yep. work as a team. Because, you know, yep. I, I stay my lane less, but I also don't oppose myself to helping anybody that was broke on the side of the road. It wouldn't matter what you were driving. That's just natural in me, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, we got back to understanding that I have a leadership that's important and uh, brought it back to foreign currencies and based it there and was able to get some very profitable trends and analysis, which is making me very happy. We actually just went live uh, today and um, it's the first time in two years, less, which is so ironic to talk to you. So it's just been a very special day for me today. And, oh, that's um, so good to hear, Zach. I love oh, it. You know, dude. when when great things happen to great people, that is uh, that's what it's all about. That's awesome. Oh, let's let you know that. And we did this bootstrap less, no investment. We I've done this completely out of my pocket. Um, yep. That team has invested in me. Um, I'm a hundred percent owner. There is no partnerships yet, but of course I want you to guide me on what to do with that. Um, <laughs> you know, but, um, I did uh, create a safe goat and, a, and an insurance and mm-hmm. a bulletproof. Um, and I'll share that with you is, you know, I went towards education and e-learning and, mm-hmm. um, we pride financial literacy for children. So this mm-hmm. is actually going to be a earn as you learn opportunity. So kids can actually earn and learn um, and create trust funds for them, partnerships that only, again, my my big brother, Les, can really tell me how to do. Um, well, yeah, but but I mean, I think, Zach, this is something, too, that I look back to, um, you know, even, even, you know, growing up in a blue-collar town in northwestern Pennsylvania, for me, like, it's, a lot of it is just exposure, right? It's, it's oh. early exposure to light that fire, to get young people excited about not only – you know, learning, which is, you know, partly education and, and being able to, you know, step into a career of earning, but it's not Ooh. just earning as it is Say learning it how to invest. Right. Like that's, <laughs> but that's, that's, the, that's the recipe, you know, for actually being successful. Right. Let's listen. See, that's why I said, you know, these guys come out and dude, I can only speak in concert with you because dude, it's like, they most people come out here is making money, making money. And I said, no, mm-hmm. if they don't understand it, then what would it mean for them to make it? Illiteracy right. is our problem, not right. opportunities to make money. It's the illiteracy to have it and to do That's something right. right with it. You know, less mm-hmm. so 
to have this type of drive, you know, and my dad was not on the computer side. He was on the learning side of IBM for the last 20 years. So we're not coming with our hands out. We're coming with our hands full and a story that you can't touch, you know, and that's what people need to look for in themselves is the story, the passion, the reason. You know, I didn't really understand that the first time somebody asked me about business in those early cohorts or accelerators that people go to, like, you know, what drives you in business? And most people say money, period, money, 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 money. You know, and people really don't take the time to dig to really find out what would I love to do in retirement? And that's how I would look at it. If I was in retirement and I needed to cover my bills, but I had the choice to do whatever I wanted, what would that be? That's right. I, you know, it reminds me, I had a, I had a mentor in Baltimore uh, when I was living there that used to, used to say, you know, and it was really a light bulb for me, but he said, you know, at some point in your career, you need to discover that there's a difference between your job and your <clears throat> life's work, right? <clears throat> and in, so, in some cases, our life's work can be the same as our job, but in most cases, it's our job. It's the ability to earn that, that, that enables us to someday pursue that that thing, that bigger oh, thing. Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. I like how you said that. Well, oh. I didn't say it. My mentor said it in Baltimore. So, Bill Bill Krause, if you're listening. Well, it came out of your mouth last year. <laughs> hey, Bill, you did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyway, wow. yeah. Yeah, okay. Bill, you know, Bill's actually the founder of uh, of Mission Barbecue. I don't know if you've ever been to a Mission Barbecue, but uh, <laughs> he's also, that. you know, an entrepreneur and, and um, he was one of the first marketing execs at Under Armour. So, he's a, Oh man! Amazing, amazing entrepreneur. We should have him on the show sometime. Although he's not technically in the Rockies. <laughs> anyway, still got to invite him. <laughs> you know it, yeah. man. Yeah. This is beautiful, Les. I am. So, this is beautiful. I love what you're doing here with this platform. I mean, this well, is what we need. Zach, it's all about people like you on an amazing journey. So, um, and we're just about out of time. But I'd love, I'd love for you to share with us. Um, I mean, you know, I think a lot of times people think about entrepreneurship uh, and starting companies as like a quest, a solo quest of like, I can either choose to have a family or I can choose to be, you know, working a hundred hours a week. But I think it's, it's rare when people, um, you know, recognize that it's possible to do both. And, you know, I think from our conversation when we met, I realized you know, you are a committed father, family man, and I'd love for you to just share um, a little bit about how you think about that dynamic. Oh, thanks, Les. First of <laughs> all, thanks. Um, it's it's been such a wake up call um, since this pandemic, most um, immediate, because that's what we can share if you made it to now. Um, the work-life balance is essential. It's not optional at this point. It's, it's essential. Um, it's not about family necessarily, unless you align it with your life. You know, you are your family in some senses. You know, some mm -hmm. people are alone out there and I had to be relatable and not just a family. You know, the ones that's without, you are your own family. And it's about loving yourself at this point. And loving the things that love you, the things that genuinely uh, reflect the, the passions that you truly live for. You know, the things and the tangibles are starting to get very um, unimportant. And, and we need to definitely see that because don't let the metaverse remind you that it's intangible. 
You know, mm-hmm. let love remind you that it's intangible. Let care remind you that it's intangible. Let support remind you that it's intangible. And and be reminded that you're not by yourself. Um, sometimes you need to be. You know, I didn't always have less to talk to. I didn't always <laughs> have, you know, I didn't always have Next Frontier to be able to look forward to and to have, you know, um, encouragement from. Um, but, you know, some of those times of entrepreneurship are exactly what you need in growth. And you have to just be grateful for what the journey is, you know, not just what the path may bring. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. I mean, brilliantly said, uh, Zach. And, you know, I think, yeah, it's there's there's uh, there's there's a lot in this world that is intangible. But when we you know, when we when we recognize that and, and grab hold of the things that are important, that makes it that makes it real. So thank you for for sharing that. Um, anything else that you'd kind of like to, you know, either highlight about your journey, what's next in store, the future for you or or your, you know, your pursuits here in the Rockies? <laughs> um, Liz, uh, we're going to we're going to go all the way out. You know, we're going to uh, follow our mentors um, we're going to bring him, we're going to bring our mentors to a senior level of mentorship, uh, now going into venture capital and, and, uh, you know, the capital ventures that we need to look at with the likes of the project that we have. Um, it's time to identify and start to decipher. I mean, I have a fractional CFO now that I'm very proud of. <laughs> and, um, you know, we're speaking to, um, potential partners in banking. You know, I've talked to Suncoast Bank. Uh, they like to speak about um, development as well as our financial tool. Um, I actually spoke to Waka Flocka last week, Les. Wow. And um, that was very fun. He actually owns a business here in Denver, everybody. And uh, he really? has a clothing. Yes, Les. And we'll see him. I mean, I mean me and you got to go. We'll talk. Anyway, long story, <laughs> short, long story short, I talked to him last week. He gave me a very, very special conversation, personal, about how he's turning around, how he's making his business decisions, financial literacy. He's loving it. They were just talking about it. Tools, this, that, and the third. It, the works. You know, and we have that type of branding around us, like the owner of mm-hmm. OpenSponsorship.com. And that's something that you want to pay attention to. Um, it's, you know, where athletes, you can have them do your IG posts and things of that nature where we know the owner there less. And, yeah. um, we're trying to just bring it all together. I've, I've gone out here. I was 2001 black entrepreneur of the year by way of Snapchat and Clover. I don't mm-hmm. want to ever, uh, you know, less how, how humble I am. It's starting to be an issue now. Now I got to put it in the right hand. You know, now I got to put it in the right hands. I've never, this is my first podcast list. So forgive me. Yeah. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, in, in the words know? of Waka Flocka, you're hard into paint at this point. Oh, man, you better leave me alone. You better leave me alone. Go I'm somewhere, Liz. I'm teasing, I'm teasing you. I'm teasing you. That's so good. Liz, man, you just oh, got me so, so excited, dude. But Liz, so Liz good, and he sounds so great. I mean, he he sounds yeah. so, it's beautiful in business what he's doing and yep. the ones that he can, you know, introduce us to. Those likes are what we're trying to bring to Denver. Denver's my home. You know, Florida is a great place that I can take a bunch of my family from Denver and I can enjoy my family in Florida. But Denver really took me in and I plan on Denver to really take us to the next level. So it's, um, you know, we have our ask out there right now. Our pre our pre seed is around like seven hundred thousand, I believe. Um, But it's definitely it's growing as um, the the technologies are becoming a part less. I mean, we've we've taken it from it from an execution bot to we'll be going into machine learning soon, dude. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to just talk to you. 
you know, so thank you so much, Les. And it just means the world. If you have any other questions, uh, yeah. please don't hesitate to ask me. Man. Well, Zach, I want to thank you for being on the show. I mean, you're, you're, you're clearly a, a you know, a, a special, super special founder in our region. Um, just so thankful for the opportunity to highlight you today on the show and to conclude, uh, why don't you just share with, uh, with our listeners a little bit more about where they can find you if they want to reach out, uh, where they can find you online. Thank you so much, Les. Um, LinkedIn is where I'm really centralized at right now. Zachary Smith, um, idol V4. Uh, you'll see that. And, um, as far as fun fact, you have a line tech, Io. So that's www.alignedtech.io. Um, and our global partners are specto.com. So that's www.specto.com. Say Zach, um, you know, made a special request for you and we'll definitely go above and beyond with making you a priority. That's fantastic, Zach. Thanks again. So great to have you. Oh, man, great to have just to be had, Les. You're the best, dude. You are the best, dude. This is beautiful. This is amazing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Found in the Rockies. You can find links in the show notes or go to nextfrontiercapital.com to get transcripts, links, and contact information for today's guests. If you like what you heard and want more, Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to get notified as our new episodes drop every two weeks. We'll see you next time.